Who's read Flowers for Algernon? Ken! About that kid with all the chains and the goggles and at the end he gets killed with a shotgun? No, that's... Boosh! 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 That's Harrison Bergeron. That's Tom Bergeron. Brother of Menelaus. Damn it, that's Agamemnon. Boosh! Okay? Boosh! Greek. <sighs> Why would anyone do drugs when they could just mow a lawn? Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we just watched The Lawnmower Man. Now, when we chose this last week, it was kind of out of the blue. I, for some reason, we just, I don't even know how it came up. Like, I listened to the previous episode, it just sort of appeared out of nowhere. We we're just like, shit, why not? I don't think any of us were prepared for how enormously powerful this movie was going to be uh parker your thoughts real quick i mean i noticed you didn't say stephen king's lawnmower man which is very very conspicuous now alex i can't believe you don't know this so we'll be the ones to break the news here there is no way to talk about this movie without mentioning stephen king here stephen king did not write this movie um, St- <gasps> Stephen King um, actually wrote the short story The Lawnmower Man, of course, and uh, the studio decided, oh, we'll, we'll buy that. I mean, he wrote Carrie and the Shining. I mean, surely this cow will never go dry. And uh, they looked at the story and they went, we can't make a movie out of this because you really can't. It's not really it's not really worth a movie. And don't they plan ha- on finding out, don't exactly. worry. And uh, they uh, had another script that was just called The Cyber God. And they looked between them really, really fast. They did the thing where you blur your eyes and they just put the title of The Lawnmower Man on The Cyber God. And like, yeah, we'll just use his name. How could the most, the, the best-selling author in human history find out about this? <laughs> so, so did The Lawnmower Man also, I mean, did The Cyber God also have the man just mowing lawns arbitrarily? I, I, I assume Please so. Say yes. I assume so, yeah. So anyway, he found out about it and was nonplussed. So he decided to sue them and got access to uh, all of their profits. I can't imagine this movie made much of a profit. And uh, he also got his... Got him, Steven. <laughs> he also uh, got his name removed from the uh, from the movie, so they couldn't use his name to sell it. Also, when they released it to home video, they forgot to remove <laughs> his name from all the advertising, so he got to sue them again. So uh, think of all of the garbage movies that were made in Stephen King's name, and this is the one he's like, "No, absolutely <laughs> not. This is a bridge too far. <laughs> this has nothing to do with a man following a lawnmower and eating grass. Take my name off it or face the moderators. It's not just a man following the the lawnmower and eating grass. It's a nude obese man following the lawnmower and eating grass. They broke Green the rule. Roll. They broke the rules. Worse, and they were reported. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, he's. It, I can't believe that this is the one where he's like, no, no, this is the one that I get mad about. But uh, ultimately, I can't imagine why he wouldn't want his name attached to this. 
So whenever we, if we ever accidentally mention Stephen King's name on here, we will instead issue a correction, and I'll overdub it with Richard Bachman. So thank you. Uh, before we get into the movie, Mr. Bachman, we're very sorry. We enjoyed this movie that you had no part of because it had a kind of coherent ending given the circumstances. So we know that you couldn't have written it deep in our hearts. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the movie, trust me, we have a lot to say. I've never been so excited to talk about a movie on here. Uh, Parker, do you have any news? I would if we were a video podcast, because I would just play the clip of the Joker from Gotham just to watch your face contort. <laughs> but unfortunately, we are not. I, I so... haven't seen that yet. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll record a trailer reaction. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> treat yourself just to that. Gonna, just going to ignore the elephant in the room. Our, our good friend, Mr. Elon Musk, and his... Uh... <laughs> I was trying to. Famous rap song. I was really trying to. Parker, you are the Elon Musk expert after watching his entire meme review. That you assigned me. (laughs) That was not my choice. Well, I also assigned it to Chris, and he chose not to watch it. So. Oops. Maybe I'm just a big fan of memes and them being reviewed. I I think that Bitcoin mining rig had some adverse effects. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Well, he only got brain damage twice. Come on. Ah. Got some, I've got some life experiences. Says Did you guys life. see Bitcoins on the rebound today? Oh, We're back in there, boys. Yeah, John McAfee <laughs> just needs it to go up $999,000. You gotta fuck that whip. Anyway, uh, alright. Leave Joel alone. Let's talk about what we watched recently. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I watched a movie called Gunhead. Now, uh, Alex, a while ago... Tell me his head's actually a gun. <laughs> I wish. Alex, a while ago, you assigned me Gunbuster. I thought you were talking about Gunhead. Turns out Gunhead is a completely different movie. Uh, it's it's okay. I, I'm not entirely sure why I watched it. It's kind of like a, a mech kaiju movie, but it's not a kaiju movie. It's more of a mech movie. And you don't know why you... Wa- okay. I, it, no, I don't know, even know how I came across this, because it's not really well known. But I think Quentin Tarantino said it's one of his favorite movies, so... It was it was all right. Uh, the oh, design was kind of cool. The a lot. So how many mechs get their feet? <laughs> Not enough, Obdi. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, and speaking of kaiju movies, I watched four Godzilla movies. Yes. <sighs> I'm a tired boy. Okay, so the first one was Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, uh, which I mentioned the second half of. There are, are oh, in fact yes. time traveling cyborgs. God, yes. <laughs> so, oh, you, I didn't realize you hadn't finished there. it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that you turned it off last week and didn't finish it. Oh my goodness, yeah, the, buddy, buddy. They they have to bring King Ghidorah. They, he, King Ghidorah gets injured, so they have to bring Robo King Ghidorah to the future to heal him and then send him back to defeat Godzilla. Oh my, it's there's it's also so perfect. There's also Godzilla versus Mothra, which I think is typically one of the less appreciated movies from the High Sai period, or Heisei. I, I don't know how to say it. Um, it's not great, I'll admit, but I'm kind of a Mothra stan right now, so uh, <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't know, I thought it was okay. It's 2019, it's time to give up stan. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I wasn't going to touch that one, I was going to let you ride or die on that one. Yeah. Um, the other one I watched is... Just don't like seeing my buds embarrass themselves. No, I, I appreciate that, because I, even I don't like the use of the word. Don't you, though? I just, I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> Thank it you. Depends. Okay, okay, okay. It depends. Okay, so Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. I'll watch that one. Uh, I gotta tell you, the best thing about the high side period is the posters. I could have these all over They're the terrible incredible. studio. Uh, you gotta love Mechagodzilla, right? Because 
I, I don't know, man. Then I moved it's on. It's serviceable. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Then I moved on to Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, which a lot of people. Fuck have, yes. Everyone told me that this is the worst of the period. This is my favorite one so far. Yeah, they were. Whoever told you that is a fucking exceptional individual. Yeah, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. No, no the offense to the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, that's one. Anyway, so Godzilla. <laughs> so God, you should have bet on this. So Godzilla versus Space Godzilla is, I think, kind of easily my favorite Godzilla movie at this point because it, if. Okay, I, I don't mean to get long-winded here, but when you think of a Godzilla movie, if I were to ask, Parker, what do you like about Godzilla? You'd be like, oh, it's just two big monsters and, and you know, crazy suits. Big destroy. feet step all over me. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> Take me on a wild ride through Tokyo. <laughs> oh, buddy, we'll get to that. Well, that's the thing. It's like the ending, oh, the, no. the last 40 minutes of this movie is just Godzilla versus Space Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. Also, I think Rodan is in this one. So it's possible. Yeah. Uh, also, baby Godzilla. So it's so uh, goddamn just, cute. It makes me angry. Uh, kind so of sick and tired of it. Precious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, this like oh, baby Godzilla. That's stupid. That shows up. You're like, I would fucking die for you in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would do anything to protect you. Also, there's telekinesis in this movie. So. Hell yeah, there is. Yeah, let's see. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it should be more mature." Dude, listen to yourselves. Just, Incorrect. It's it's just a, a good movie. It's really stupid. It's really silly. And the honestly, I like the. This has more destruction. This has more monsters fighting each other than any of the other movies I've seen. So this one wins the biscuit. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think Ezra Miller's gonna write a dark cut <laughs> of this too? <laughs> Wait, as do... maybe uh, Baby Godzilla dresses like Billy Corgan. And, like, <laughs> We'll get to Ezra Miller later, buddy. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they go back in time to make Ghidorah, and they go, oh, shit. So they go back in time to make another Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> they kill Godzilla and go, oh, shit. Yeah. Godzilla. No, there's also one of these movies, I can't remember which, I think it was Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, introduced a species called Godzilla-saurus. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. That is definitely that movie. Yeah. And then it encounters soldiers from World War II. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is incredible. The, the movie so directly, much. doesn't even directly imply, it directly states that one of the uh, soldiers that witnessed the birth of Godzilla-saurus was the father of Steven Spielberg. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Why are you going to make movies based on this dinosaur? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was uncalled yeah, for. Sorry. Anyway, um, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah wins the uh, best poster of the era so far. Um, I want it framed so badly. Anyway, I'm going to put that up in my house. <laughs> Moving a couple months. Same, but the studio. So, anyway. Uh, I, I'm kind of still slogging through Godzilla movies, kaiju movies in general, but Godzilla versus versus Space Godzilla gave me a little bit of hope. So uh, you say slogging? Uh, honestly, dude, some of the I, I'm I'm just not much of a kaiju guy. I have to be honest. Well, as as someone who is at Son of Godzilla and stopped for the week, I understand. <laughs> I realized that was next. I was like, you know what? I got other shit I can dude, watch. Dude, that one that one's probably the lowest of them. Literally all. the one I do not own a physical copy of, and it's like out of print. I goddamn refuse to pay more than five dollars for it. Ugh. Anyway, uh, next one I watched. This one is a split opinions movie. I finally sat down and watched Hook all the way through. 
Um, I think a lot of people have opinions about this. I, I watched like 17 seconds when I was a kid because my cousins would not stop talking throughout the entire movie. So my only memory of the movie was just uh, Robin Williams screaming at his kids. So not the fondest memories. Uh, look, I'll defend Hook. I think Hook is a really, really well done movie. Um, I, I think there are a lot of genuinely touching moments, um, a lot of uh, very funny moments, uh, more cameos than I expected. I did not know that Glenn Close played a male pirate. Um, there's there, there's a lot going on in this movie, and for all the really stupid shit, and there is a lot of stupid shit, there's a lot that's really good about it. So I will defend Hook. Um, and then I watched... Hook is... So the thing with Hook is like, Hook is a movie that I appreciate so much more having seen these other live Disney adaptations. Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, they actually kind of did this sort of right <sighs> once. It, 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 oh, my God. Did... Go ahead. I just put together, you said you were at the theater all day, and then you said those words. Oh, no. we'll and see. I just got so giddy. Oh, well, the, the other thing about it is that... Sorry, buddy. This also, it's not oh, happening. The other Damn thing about it. it is that this leads to my uh, defense of Steven Spielberg is that Yes, there used to be a time where he gave a shit. This is one of those movies. Because the one thing that Steven Spielberg almost always seemed to at least get back then, I don't know if he still gets it today, is he always seemed to get a good performance out of all the actors. Because they're like, oh shit, that's Steven Spielberg in the director's chair. We really have to try for this scene, you know? Whereas, you know, today we get the post. So It's fucking amazing <laughs> what he made that shark do. <laughs> Shark was at least the third best actor in that movie, let's be honest. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I actually really like Hook. Also, I'll argue this, second best performance for... Uh, who's the guy who played Captain Hook? I keep forgetting. He's the guy from Rain Man. I, I always forget his name. I keep thinking... Because... Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Better movie. Just oh, for the man, can you imagine him as, as Captain Hook? God, I'd so watch it. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. This is the second best Dustin Hoffman performance. What's first? Rain Man. That is the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard about all the president's men. But all right, moving on. You know what? Speaking, I, I'm, speaking I'm, of going full research, I have to admit, all the president's men is like barely number three for me because I'm not a big Dustin Hoffman guy. So that's one of my favorite movies ever. I fucking love him in that movie. Really? More of a Robert Redford yes. in that movie. Oh well, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, Redford's also wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But let's be fair. When I'm watching that movie, I really can't look away from Redford. <laughs> Anyway, um, big beefy chin that doesn't look at all plastic like John Travolta's. Oh, no wonder I like it. Anyway, um, I also watched a four-hour Taiwan movie called A Brighter Summer Day. Of course Day. you did. Yeah. Uh, don't make the same mistake I did just for 13 top lists. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. You could have watched three more Godzilla movies. Speaking of, I also watched a three-hour Chinese movie called Farewell, My Concubine. And I actually have a lot to say about this one. So, that I, sounds guys, like it joke that is that about robert kraft or no 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 have you okay if you're gonna make that joke that gives me a lot of freedom here uh <laughs> so have either of you guys heard of farewell my concubine it's fairly well known C come on okay well all right <laughs> come on guy farewell my concubine is about chinese fairly opera. well known so i guess we're just uncultured no, no. i mean yeah, but also... I mean, that's <laughs> besides the point. Farewell, my, me out of Farewell my Concubine is about Chinese opera, and it's... What the fuck? It's honestly kind of a tough watch for, like, the first at least 40 minutes. There's a lot of child abuse. Uh, and... Oh, good! <laughs> I don't know why oh, you think my... child abuse is so funny, but... All right. <laughs> I'm like... It's the way you just go, like, I oh, watch a three-hour movie. I mean, it's kind of... There's, like, 40 minutes of abusing children. <laughs> 
It's so casual. Yeah, that's a thing. Anyway, I so feel like I you watched... chose this in direct response to your watching of Terminator 2 last week. That's a possibility. <laughs> oh, that's that's a possibility. That's I mean, that's a thing. Is like, Parker, you'll sit through like audition and the Human Centipede, whereas uh... Human Centipede ain't shit. Yeah, whereas like. I'll, I'll like okay hopefully they're trying to tell a story and the good news is they do this is actually a really good movie um you have to sit through a lot to get there but like i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to tell it's it's a story about intimacy and loneliness and love and betrayal one of the best lgbt movies i've ever seen if not the best um there's kind of a lot going on but <laughs> since you made the robert Kraft joke i get to make this one Chinese opera, at least uh, during the time the movie was made, was like kind of like the twenties, I guess. Uh, they decided they would uh, have male actors play female roles. At one point, it's it's almost disturbing what they do to the male actors in order to get them to sort of get into the mood of a female actor. They have to get the On lines right. Moonlight. Bay. <laughs> anyway, it's like that's the, that's the thing. It's like it's kind of like what Shakespeare had to do in in theater time. So they have to affect a a woman's voice. Now instead of doing the Monty Python thing, thank God, they instead <laughs> the, the voice when they're singing sounds like Curly from the Three Stooges when he's washing his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's a pull <laughs> i'm trying not to do it too loud because my roommates are sleeping but it is sounds... you know you gotta do it to him well i'm not gonna do it anyway uh it's i i, I don't know if i can recommend because honestly the the thing that puts me off about it isn't even the child abuse it's actually more like the length at some point it just kind of gets a little over long but uh child abuse okay but the other three hour movie not okay. I, look you can do what you want to these kids but I got a go. short and sweet and to the point. <laughs> the other thing about it is that I all appreciate it for being as honest as it was. And of course, uh, the communist dictatorship in China decided to ban it because it was a little too honest about uh, all the violence that occurred. So uh, credit to them. And the final movie I watched was a Paul Verhoeven movie. Guess which one? Oh, man. There's so many options. Please say Showgirls. No. Damn it. <laughs> I've already seen that one. Yeah, but have you really seen it? Good point. No. Anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, no. The uh, I watched Basic Instinct. Oh, nice. Yeah. So good pull. Yeah. Uh, I did not know it was a Paul Verhoeven movie. It was just on the list. Anyway, uh, wow. Uh, kind of explicit sex scenes there, but uh, that's cool. I mean, we were fine with that. Uh, apparently, this movie was made because Paul, Paul Verhoeven. No, no. Michael Douglas was worried that there weren't going to be any more sex scenes in movies because of the AIDS epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas is so fucking cool. Uh, yeah, he, he not an Ant Man, but like another thing. Yeah, he really wanted to. Uh, oh, I forgot he was an Ant Man. Damn, it just ruined my entire Same. mood. He, my biggest problem with Basic Instinct, which is otherwise a pretty decent movie, is that the characters aren't really that interesting. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Sharon Stone's so sexy," and it was like, "Yeah, but what else? There's nothing about her besides, oh, I'm kind of sexy." Anyway, any no one can talk about Basic Instinct without mentioning the leg crossing scene during the interrogation. What people do not talk about this scene is that she does, in fact, reveal herself, then cross her legs, and then you know what it cuts to? An up close, sweaty uh, close up on uh, on Wayne Knight's face. Oh no! Wait, is it Wayne Knight? Wayne Newton? Who's the fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping. It's, it's... Wayne Newton's a lot funnier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just looked it up. Oh, it's Wayne Knight. So. 
nice. really, really close to his sweaty face. So <laughs> that scene is so I'm much. I'm not sure Wayne Newton is capable of sweating. It's so fair. much <laughs> less sexy than uh, a lot of people want to point out. Anyway, uh, overall, it's it's a decent movie. I think it's decently well written. But the guy who wrote that movie then went on to write Showgirls. So egg on my face. Two for two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, please tell me about your time in the theater. All right. Well, I got a couple things to hit before I get to that. Um, first of all, naturally, when it comes to things such as moving and Bond movies, something else has to be on in the background. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot to say about Live and Let Die because I actually got a lot of packing done while it was on. Hey. But <laughs> it's probably due for a rewatch so I can you know, bring my opinions to this podcast. Now, the other shitty part of moving is not having all your hardware available to you to watch things. So the other night, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to get my uh, desktop set up. Like, I don't want to get the PS4 out. Let me just see what's streaming on Twitch right now. And what do you know? Twitch was doing a Pokemon marathon. (gasps) So I just hopped in there for an episode. Now, first of all, like, I'm sure you guys haven't watched Pokemon since Ash was fucking around with Brock and Misty and, you know... All the old pals. Spend some time. As I, cer- I certainly have, and it's been a while. It's been a while. Well, you'll be happy to know that the Misty stand-in is black, and the Brock stand-in has green hair and a bow tie, and is just a humongous cuck. So, <laughs> Pokemon's not getting canceled by Twitter in 2019. That's good. The episode that I happen to land on, I'm just going to run down a couple of the plot points here. I'm not really sure how these all fit together. Apparently Meowth has been kicked out of Team Rocket and now hangs out with the good guys. And also he's a hostage negotiator in this episode because some Pokemon got his cave stolen by a vulture. And then they make nice. And then they rescue the Pokemon that he's kidnapped. And then Team Rocket blows up a train. Uh Uh-huh. It was... You haven't missed much with Pokemon, guys. Well, do they in fact catch them all? Not yet. Unclear. (laughs) (laughs) they may have caught them all and then started over they may be in the process of catching them all for the first time whom's this to say (laughs) yeah just in in case anyone was curious about the state of Pokemon in in 2019 boy howdy I don't know based on your description of the characters are you sure you just weren't watching Neo Yokio that was hurtful. That, yeah. the I'm just going to turn off my microphone and go home. <laughs> Parker, have you seen Pink Christmas yet? Have I seen what? Sorry. Pink Christmas. Oh, shit. All right, you're going to watch that for next week. I'll just spend content on it. I don't fucking care. You need to see this. I kind of forgot that came out, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that's really unfortunate because it's super fucking good. Netflix sure loves to release a thing, put it on the homepage for a day and a half, and then you'll never find it again. All right, all Whose right, that, fault is that for not watching in that first day and a half? Whose fault? I mean, look, I don't want to point any fingers. She's a very <laughs> lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. <laughs> Sacrifices so, have to be made sometimes. So due to the whole moving thing, basically everything else I saw this week was in a theater. Now, guys, sometimes there's just very important choices in a man's life. Such as, should I call out of work to see Cruel Intentions in theaters? Oh my goodness, you did it. You're goddamn right. You actually did it. There was a 0% chance that I was missing the 20th anniversary of Cruel Intentions in theaters, which I found out on the last day. 
which was also opening day of baseball, <laughs> which I also wasn't missing. And I'm like, well, the only showing is directly lined up across from work, so sorry, guys. I'm not feeling too great tonight. <laughs> Cruel Intentions is fucking incredible. I don't understand how that movie got made to this day. There's a lot of steps in that movie where someone should have jumped in and been like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You can't make this. <laughs> and yet, it is an absolutely flawless time capsule <clears throat> of 1998. It is perfect in every way. <laughs> it should the be fact- the Library of Congress just to represent that entire year. The fact that Reith- Reese Witherspoon is third billing behind fucking Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> That is a fact that has not aged well. <laughs> God, that movie is so fucking good. Oh, you know, what? one more factoid here. Uh, I, I forgot to bring up. I, I, I should have mentioned this is for Basic Instinct. Do you know who the who the second build actress is, uh, Alex? You want to take a stab at it? Oh, God. There's no way I could pull that right now. Jeannie Triplehorn, who's also in. Oh. The Firm. Yes, she is. Yeah. So uh, that was a That's nice little surprise. That's the Pokemon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go, go ahead. Go on. Um. So that was that was my Thursday. I'm truly upset with the internet for not telling me that this was in theaters for a week prior to this. But you know, we make do. It's fine. Yeah. Some things you're just never gonna get another shot at in your life, and you have to take them. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. That's a powerful move. Yeah. Then, to, then today, had a lot of uh, a lot of big boy chores to get done out of the house. Got done my stuff. I'm like, you know what? I could go sit down and see some movies. So I went and saw the Beach Bum first. Oh man! Oh goodness! How was it? So Chris, you would fucking hate it. Oh, that sounds about right. Parker, I can tell by that trailer. It. It, yes. It, it uh it very much duplicated my Spring Breakers theater experience in that there were like 20 people in the theater. And me and two other people were just laughing hysterically. And everyone else is just sort of looking at each other confused. Which is everything I want from a Harmony Corinne movie. Like, this movie is so good at satirizing what it wants to satirize. And I think a lot of people just don't get it and think the movie's being played straight. Which, fair. It's They don't exactly spell it out for you. But also finding out that a friend of mine went on a date to this movie and went in blind on the fact that it was just a Matthew McConaughey movie is like my favorite thing about 2019 so far. Oh, yes. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey has had a really good 2019 for us and no one else. <laughs> Let me put it this way. This is the most powerful Matthew McConaughey performance I've seen in 2019. <gasps> okay. <right>. Well. <clears throat> correct. I have approximately three days before that leaves theaters, so <laughs> let me... <laughs> Parker? Parker. I'm not saying that Martin Lawrence gets attacked by a shark. What the f- But I'm also fuck. not saying it. Oh, no. Parker, I'm not saying that Jonah Hill's character does a foghorn leghorn accent the entire time. I didn't know there was a Jonah Hill character. But I'm also not saying it. Oh, my God. Like, I don't want to get into a lot of the jokes because, like, they're so much better experienced during the movie, and I know that you will... If you don't see this in theaters, you will see it eventually, and I don't want to take that away from you. But my god, if you like Spring Breakers, you will fucking love this. Also, if you've ever been to the state of Florida, you will love this. <laughs> oh, I've never been. I don't know. <laughs> Just, 
if you I just look at that fucking it. cast list, it is a sight to behold. I will see it. I can't promise I'll make it in theaters, but I will 100% see it. Just because it might not be there by the time the weekend's over, honestly. Yeah, it's. I think it's probably got another week in it. Like, you got a shot, but... And then, you know, I was like, I'm not done yet. I'm going to double feature tonight. So I sat down and watched Us. I've been meaning to watch that literally every day for the last week, and I get home from work and I just fall asleep. No, I've been hearing nothing but good things, Alex. So, the only thing I've heard is that with the ending, it'll, it could really, really dampen your experience. I'm eager it, to hear what you say. So the ending didn't dampen my experience. The, all I'll say about it is this, because I think it's a movie that a lot of people are going to see, and therefore I don't want to spoil anything in it. It is absolutely meticulously and excellently crafted. It's very clear that uh, Jordan Peele made this movie for people that love movies. And so I had a good time. I'm still digesting whether I'm wholly satisfied with the movie or not. Coming off a movie like Get Off, which... Get Out. Get Off. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that better. (laughs) Leave it in, leave it in. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know, we might get complaints from Joel. I love that there's four different directions you could take that. <laughs> I, the wheels are turning right now. <laughs> so, coming off of Get Out, which is a movie that has like a very clear and pointed message for the audience. Like, hey, dickhead, you're supposed to get this. I kind of came out of this movie not really sure what it was trying to say, which is the last thing in the world I was expecting. Because between those trailers... And the fact that we're still using the fucking term social thriller for some reason, oh. which just drives me up a fucking wall. It's like Thank when you. people say foodie. Sweet <laughs> like, vindication. We can end the podcast now. <laughs> I hate the term social thriller more than almost anything in movies right now. This but is the most vindication I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so this movie is like really well presented and really well acted and it does a really good job of like it introduces an idea it gives you more than enough time for the idea to kick around in your head and for you to go wait are they actually going to answer this and then they finally give you the answer you're looking for and i love that about the experience where like it will keep your brain churning the whole time whether you end up liking the finished product or not you are not going to feel like you wasted time in that theater the movie is over two hours long and there were multiple points in the movie when I'm like, yeah, I have no idea how long I've been here, which is the best thing I can say about most movies. The pacing's real good. The uh, the cornball-ass dad gets out of the car after the first scene he's in and dabs in front of the kids. So. Oh, God, oh, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I, Alex, I must say that this is a lot different from most of the takes that I'm hearing. Most people liked it. However, most people said that they couldn't understand a second of it. So maybe I'm friends with a lot of really stupid people. No, I, I'm. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sure what the point of this movie was. No, it's not the most common take I've seen is like. Okay, ahead. Sorry, I've seen a lot of people whose opinions I trust say that was really good. I'm not sure if I liked it. I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow because I think I liked it, but I'm not sure. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, like having walked out of the theater about four hours ago at this point, like. I know that it was a worthwhile experience for me just for all of the movie shit about it. But, like, if I were to, like... I'm not sure I could sell this movie to somebody else to go see. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Oh, God, fingers crossed I'll see it tomorrow. I'm really planning on it. But it, I'm playing on it literally every day this week, and I've gotten home and been like, man, I don't want to yeah. fucking go sit in traffic on the highway. I'm tired. I'm... I, I'm absolutely fine eating crow on my uh, my Jordan Peele takes from earlier in the year. I'm fine with that. This movie was better than I expected it to be, and also possibly a disappointment. So I don't know. Like, I mean, that Get Out's a pretty that's a tough act to follow. That's a movie it that really is. Like, surprises me how much I enjoy every time I rewatch it. It gets better on every rewatch, and there's not many movies that are like that. Like especially second, horror movies. The second time you see the scene where they hit the deer, and you just yeah. like look at her face the whole time, and it just is completely unflinching as they run over this deer, it's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, I should have caught this the first yeah, time. Yeah, there's like that movie is one of the few movies I'm like, I want to listen to the commentary as soon as this movie ends and hear him just break down everything. So that's good to hear because knowing how aggressively not excited you were, and that you're even this positive, makes me very happy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know where I was going to come out on this. I heard a lot of good things in the week com- coming up to it. So I, like, almost did a 180 where I was, like, at first my guard was up, and then I was like, okay, this is probably good. And then I got in the theater and was like, oh, shit, but what if it's not? <laughs> so. I mean, when it comes to movies, as long as I'm not bored, I, I'm i happy with the experience. That's good. You won't be bored with this movie. Okay. I can say that much at least. I can like, be there's... disappointed, but as long as I'm not fucking checking my clock like, God, are there really 40 minutes left? Then I'll be... That's a good place to be in. The only other note I have on this movie is there's a scene where somebody activates their, like, knockoff Alexa and asks it to play Good Vibrations, and it's not oh. the version of Good Vibrations you want to hear. Damn it. And it hurt me. Oh. All I noticed that first trailer was like, is that Tim Heidecker? <laughs> That first trailer is reprehensible. I think I've seen it twice. It never did play in front of like anything here. Not like the Pet Cemetery trailer. I saw them back to back several times. I'm very excited for whether it's good or bad to just not have to see the Pet Cemetery trailer after this week. Yeah. <laughs> We've made it, folks. They put out we a new it. one that started autoplaying before YouTube, and I was like, wait. I think they're spoiling something else. I mashed on skip <laughs> ad. Like, god damn it. Like because I've heard it diverts a lot from the book and all that. It's like, quit quit showing me the things that are different. <laughs> I'll see yeah, it. Real. God damn. Alright, that's all I've got. Parker, what have you watched this week? So, the first thing I watched this week... Turns out I'd never seen Ed Wood, and I decided to change that. Ooh, good choice. Good yes. That might be my favorite Burton movie, and also favorite Johnny Depp performance. <laughs> like that was Both yeah. of those are fair, yeah, and both of was... those make sense. I never thought I'd sit down and watch a movie like, all right, this will be a fun movie about this little shitty director, and then come out and go, so Martin Landau crushed that movie, huh? <laughs> That's yeah. not an expectation I had going in, but, dude, he's, his fuck you is one of the most perfectly delivered I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah. Uh, I gotta tell you, the only other uh, Tim Burton movie that I think competes with this, we can't include uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, would be, I guess, the original Batman. I think it's still really, really good. And I think it competes very strongly I, with Ed Wood. But... I have really strong feelings about Big Fish. Ooh, Big Fish is up there. I Big still have not been able to. I've always meant to go back and finish it, and then I've heard everyone tell me, like, you're going to cry like 20 times. It's like, I'll get to that some other time. Cause... <laughs> that is, like, one of the first movies in early adulthood that I remember making me cry. 
and I I'm not sure I've been back to it since then because I just remember how emotionally powerful it was for me. I have to rewatch it. It was a movie that I watched at four in the morning, and when it ended, I just wanted to call my dad and tell him I loved him, and like I wasn't prepared for that from a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> I'm trying to work through some things before I watch that movie. I'll put it that <laughs> Good way. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> like above all else, I cannot believe just how like well shot and w- just fucking gorgeous that movie is. Like, yeah, it I, turns out Tim Burton had talent. He really did. I mean, there was a string where he was on top of the world. He was really popular for a reason. It wasn't just Nightmare, but it was it was Ed Wood, it was Edward Scissorhands, the original Batman, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. I mean, honestly, he had a string of really really big hits. And, like, I think about him now and how he takes, like, these Alice in Wonderland movies in Dumbo. And I'm like, why would you take that? Why wouldn't you do your vision? But if you think about it, like, if a company calls up, like, hey, we're the biggest company in the world. You can have $200 million and cast literally anyone you want. You can bring all your friends in. doesn't matter. I'd, I'd do it, too. Like, come 100%. On. At, at this point, I guess he's just living out his rich boy fantasy. He gets to do what he loves. And I know he loves making movies. I'd, hey, we'll pay you millions of dollars to have Danny DeVito yell at an elephant. Like, all right, sure. Why not? I'm, yeah, I think that's fair. Who says giraffe can't play football? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ed Wood will definitely be heavy in the rotation. Right, just, as well as it's, it's so sweet and adoring to just this shitty filmmaker. It's I love everything about it another case of jeffrey jones being great and going like oh this guy's really good why is he more oh that's right yeah boy that guy was so fucking good in every movie he was in and then except howard the duck i always forget howard the duck and you correct me and remind me that i saw it we're basically thanks again chris you're welcome i can't believe we've turned to a jeffrey jones fan cast I'm a fan of his earlier work <laughs> before he before he sold out. <laughs> oh man, that's dark. I love it. <laughs> so that's one of Johnny Depp's best performances. On the other side of the coin is a movie called Fantastic Memes, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, no. oh fuck yes. <laughs> Y'all. Tell me. If you want to talk about a creator just ruining her own legacy, movie after movie, <laughs> it is... <laughs> I want to let you guys... Now, you guys are into movies a bit. Let me let you in on a little filmmaking secret. Movies are not books. <laughs> you can't just have people stand in a room and just talk to each other. Every time something important happens, it's literally action beat. There is one thing, like the one of the biggest reveals of the entire movie, is a dozen people standing in a dimly lit room, just talking to each other, taking turns telling stories that go into flashbacks, um, and then actually, they go. Parker, actually, that's how Aaron Sorkin made his millions. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He walks and talks. They're just standing there, just talking. Like, honest to God, there's one scene in the middle of the movie. Fucking, there's, like, the fifth most important character is at Hogwarts because, of course, cut to, like, eight-minute flashback as her as a student at Hogwarts has nothing Jesus to do Christ. with anything except that she has a sort of tenuous relationship with one of the characters. It is... Parker. Chris, did you ever see the first one? No. Okay. I didn't want to see The quick rundown is... Okay, well, here's the thing. Alex, you saw it, right? I fucking love the first one. I like. I'll stand by that. That's what a good if I movie. told you they brought all of those characters back, and none of them have anything to do in the story whatsoever? 
it's funny because they tied such a neat bow on all of the characters in that first movie. Like, clearly they were never expecting a sequel. Hey, so you remember how the movie ends with the fat New Yorker dude getting his memories erased? Yeah. He want to know how they retcon that? Not really. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> do you see? All right. So remember, this is written by J.K. Rowling. This is her world that she created. She could have thought of anything. <laughs> and the explanation is that spell only gets rid of bad memories, and he only had good memories of his adventures with Newt. <sighs> It's the first <laughs> ten minutes of this movie. I, I can't believe... Uh, Parker, would you say that everyone is connected in these movies? Oh, buddy! <laughs> so, spoilers for anyone who wants to watch this movie. Because, like, this movie makes a shit ton of money. Like, people care about Harry Potter and not going to be a dick. But, okay, so... Do you remember Esmeralda, the shitty kid from the first one? The Flash? Yeah. He, Yes. He's still a thing. He's still super important, and all the wizards want him. Yeah. Do you want to know, Alex, my friend, the last scene of this movie? <laughs> it is him with Ezra Miller under his, like, in his, in his grasp, saying, "Oh no, your last name isn't that. Your name is blah blah blah." Dumbledore credits. Fuck you. <laughs> the only thing that would have upset me more to hear there is Krasenstein. <laughs> <laughs> In the Harry and Potter universe, I, which ones are the Krasensteins? Are they the Weasley twins? <laughs> they solemnly swear that Donald Trump is up to no good. <laughs> do you think? Hey, do you remember Nicholas Flamel, the guy who created the Sorcerer's Stone? Do you think? Jo- Don't worry, he's in this movie. Oh. Do they have to rescue him from the concentration camps, or is that Jeez. like did they they not they is that deleted scenes? Like, what's the deal with that? What's that? You want me to talk about the Holocaust thing? Oh, good. I would love to. <laughs> what a great layup! So, Big Bad Grindelwald gets all of his people in a room to talk to them because once again, every important scene is people standing in a room talking, and he tells them, "Hey guys, this shit's gonna be really fucked soon." World War II is going to happen, and they're going to have nuclear bombs, so we should murder a lot of them. And he he's right. And you're <laughs> thinking, like, wait a second. Does he actually believe this, or is he just, like, saying this to get them on his side? Like, it this movie beats rules. me. It's not in the movie. <laughs> You'll never know. Oh, good. So the whole thing is him telling him, like, guys, it's really fucked up, because, like, they have bombs, and they could do a lot of damage. Five minutes later, he's summoning giant fire dragons that evaporate anyone it touches. So, you know, it's really good. The fact that fucking it's so poorly written is what's funniest of all. Because, like, you wrote these. You wrote all these books. Like, this isn't someone else taking over. You're like, oh, yikes, what happened here? Like, it's your world that you created. You can do whatever you want. You know, the best description I've heard that I'm stealing because it fucking killed me is that the act structure of this movie is like trying to climb into a waterbed you're just <laughs> slip sliding around you have no idea where you are at any given moment it's it i could almost do an episode on it there's just so much wrong with every goddamn scene so getting back to the crescent size being the weasley twins do you think george's last word was boom oh my god <laughs> In just in case you're wondering, there's three more of these coming. Oh. Is Colin Farrell coming back? Probably not. We're just going to ride out this Johnny Depp dream. 
with the stupidest fucking. That's the whole goddamn thing. Because his whole way he climbs to power is that he's just able to like seduce you and like get you on his side. And you look at Johnny Depp's weird sunken face and that stupid <laughs> shitty hair. Like, I have no trouble believing that Colin Farrell could pull me aside and talk me that accent and be like, "Yeah, let's fucking kill him, dude. You're right. Let's do this. Like, whatever you say, take me, King." It is. Fuck, man. It is. Whew. It's fun to see the prequels play out in real time all over again, I gotta say. I'm really having a good time with these <laughs> movies. <sighs> Shout out to the Wizarding World. Alright, what else did you watch? Your boy has finished the Halloween series oh. by rewatching H2O and Resurrection. Oh, yes. God, yes. <laughs> now, I hadn't seen H2O in a long time, and my memory was it was really good. That memory. Uh about that incorrect yeah i mean compared to like four five and six it's pretty good but well let's go over the highlights Ooh. of that movie so the cold open is joseph gordon levitt getting murdered with an ice skate guess who forgot he was in it this guy <laughs> <laughs> that's the ending is really good and then it's immediately retconned in the stupidest way possible in resurrection <laughs> resurrection is like the, the third most entertaining movie in the franchise. Do not at me. It it's is, up there. It's, it's real very up there. It's the most relatable movie too, because when you see the kid from Smart House walk into the party and go, "All right, where's the where's the other room? I'm gonna go sit on this computer while you guys drink and have fun, so I can watch these people <laughs> in a haunted house." Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same, dude. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if that were me, I never would have gone to the party in the first place. Um, I mean, absolutely. Wait, wait, you're telling me there's people in Michael Myers' house tonight? Like, <laughs> fuck all y'all, I'm staying home. It's so no cool. one's gonna fuck me anyway. <laughs> Let's just watch this fucking thing. It's so cool that Busta Rhymes has more charisma than any one of the last five movies. It's unbelievable. Uh, strong exception for Paul Rudd in Six. <laughs> he is the worst in that movie he's ever been in his career. Don't and take Ant-Man and the Wasp. The- and is still the best. <laughs> oh, in, by like, a country mile. Movies. It is, yeah, it is the one movie I've seen him in. Like, dude, like, what happened? Like, he's, <laughs> he's also like what, everything. like twenty four in that movie. Wasn't that like the same year as Clueless though? Like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? Oh, God, you're right, aren't you? <laughs> and introducing <Fuck>. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that franchise falls off a cliff so fucking fast. It is. Yeah, kinda. Oof. <laughs> At least we're back now yeah. for one movie. Chris, have you watched the new one yet? Uh, no, I'm gonna get on it. I'll just assign it to okay. you. I want to talk to you. Yeah, I want to talk to someone. It's, about it's great how we haven't been able to talk about this movie that we saw six months ago. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine though. I mean, I've been meaning to rewatch it for like a month anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll watch New Halloween. At the very least, even if you don't enjoy it, that score is very good. Yeah. All right. You will not leave empty-handed. Okay. It is a real movie, which most horror movies can't say. Which most so. Halloween movies can't say. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about a movie starring Scott Atkins called Accident Man. Oh, fuck yes. You see, Scott Atkins is an assassin. His job is to make it look like an accident. <laughs> but what if he's also part of this secret underground group of assassins? And his ex-girlfriend gets murdered, and he has to find out who did it and why. What if among the assassins are two special agents, played by Ray Park and Michael Jai White, and there's also a white girl with a katana? It is incredibly good. Does she defeat all of the skilled gunmen? 
Well, you see, she gets one sentence of backstory, which is that her father was like a GI over in World War II, and she hated him. So she ran away from home and trained with a disgraced Ronin to learn the ways of the blade. And then he uses her beauty to seduce people and then murders them with a katana. That's her character. It is. It's real fucking good. Sounds like she would have fit right in in Polar. <laughs> no, I said it's good. Oh. This is what Those are the words I said. Again, like, Scott Atkins might be, like, the best pure, like, action star. Because he's so fucking good at literally everything. His white guy karate is on another level, and it's insanely powerful. Uh, it's kind of almost on par with Triple Threat. Like, it's real fucking good. There's a lot of good fight scenes in it. The only problem is, boy, there are a lot of jokes that, uh, that that uncle of yours would laugh at. There's a lot of, like, sub-Kingsman level humor. It's like, alright, man, like, I, I get it. So, Sub-Kingsman, yikes. Some people are different, and, you know, that's weird that people are different than you. It's, it's kinda, kinda, it's a movie so, a lot of dads would really dig the jokes in. We'll put it that way. <laughs> But, yeah, there's, it's, I just, I like watching people get kicked in the face. I can't help it. I mean, who doesn't here? I feel like we should do a dad movie collection, like Sports Illustrated does the swimsuit issue. Like, once a year, just like all of these dad joke movies. (laughs) I mean, Con Air is number one forever and always. So, did you know Lawnmower Man 2 was in theaters? (laughs) What the fuck? Because I sure didn't. I don't have anything to say about it except... Do you know how hard it is to get a 2.4 on IMDb? (laughs) It is incredibly difficult, and I think that speaks for itself. The fans of the original one were not happy with this. I sure wasn't, Chris. I did not like the direction this movie went in. I didn't like most things that movie went in. (laughs) Turns out they leaned really hard into the cyberspace element and also recast everyone. So, not good. As it turns out. Now, Chris, Silent Hill has a lot of things in common with Twin Peaks for me. Uh, I love the world of both of them and engrossing myself in them, but so many things about both are so aggressively frustrating. Uh, okay, uh, tell me what's frustrating you. I don't like missed games. I don't like... Alright, well, to do to get to this door, you need to find this key, and to find this key, you have to solve this riddle, and my brother tells only lies, <laughs> and also you need to go get this. I do not like those types of games. I'm sorry. However, I'm very, very into the world of it, and the atmosphere, and the sound design, and everything else about it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say give it a little... Where, where are you in the game right now? Oh, I finished it. Oh, you finished it. it. Hey. I wasn't going to bring it up so I finished I, it. I was going to say, um, so some of my favorite moments in it, uh, I, I really like the... Um, the other world is what they call it, where it gets to like the nightmare version. I really like the ah uh, yes, system. the shadow realm, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I thought it was really well done. And the other part is I like uh, the part of the game they call nowhere, where they take away your map, which is to that point your most powerful weapon. Um, yeah. That I really like that. Even though at, at some point you'd say, oh, that's just frustrating, but it, no, it, it kind of works out. Obviously, the voice acting is horrendous, but to an extent, it's almost like I, I was doing my best to be like. It's going to control clunkily. The shooting's going to be bad. The voice acting will be bad. It's, it's sort of supposed to. You know. th- that's, if I was... I'll tell you this now. Like I still, to this day, don't play horror games. Like They really? fuck with me heavy. Oh. If I played Silent Hill as a child... Oh, yeah. It yeah. would have broken I, my brain. I just like, I'm not going to pretend. Like, yeah. but uh, Like, the scene... 
near the end where the nurse just walks towards you with her face bleeding would have broken my soul in eight places oh yeah there's oh how did you like that uh <laughs> that astrology puzzle <laughs> <laughs> i tr- i really wanted to do it the right way and not look things up but it got to a point it's like i want to finish this game if, at some point if only life. you had known that mars is retrograde right now <laughs> like if you hadn't have assigned this to me there were a couple puzzles where i'd have been like i'll do this tomorrow and then would have never touched the game again <laughs> I, again the piano because puzzles the number one I just, under there <laughs> yeah i just don't like games like that yeah. is it because i'm stupid yes <laughs> but that's not the point uh the astrology puzzle is really annoying because the, the answer is really simple um uh, again, I, I really love that game. I replay it at least once a year just to remind myself the games are good. I'd recommend Silent Hill 2, which is, I'd say, a lot less scary um, in most ways, but also a much better game in that it controls a whole lot better. The graphics are a thousand times better. The voice acting is objectively good. But it's it's also got kind of like the find this in order to do this, and this riddle is like, and, and I know you don't really want to put up with that. So It was... It was challenging. Yeah. Because I didn't want to just sit there with a guide because then it just fucking ruins yeah, yeah. everything coming around yeah. the corner. Like, uh, like the se- the sound design of that game is just Oh, it's some of the best. Kiss. Yeah, and the soundtrack itself that goes with it. I, I will defend the original Silent Hill above all other Silent Hill games as long as I can. But uh, thank you very much for finishing it. So, uh, I like, I'm... I'm not a horror game person. Like, the idea of, even today, with the lights on, playing a Fatal Frame game makes my heart hurt. Those <laughs> games would shake me to my core. Yo, one of my... Hey, just walk around, and if you look through the camera, then you can see the ghost. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. A fucking co-worker. Just gonna put this in my notes. Parker hasn't played Fear. Okay. Oh, buddy, I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can guess exactly where I turned that demo off. <laughs> of course I can. Let me just walk up this ladder, and all right, uh, delete from our drive. Didn't know this was a screamer. Anyway, my friend tried to tell me that Luigi's Mansion is a horror game, so... Nice. Yeah. Leave Josh alone. <laughs> it wasn't Josh. <laughs> it's like, you could be a little bit spooky. It's a horror game because you play as Luigi and there are multiple levels that you have to get across. <laughs> I, I and there are items. Like, ugh. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else? No, I think that should do it. Let's... I want to talk about the yeah, horror I, game. I, I want to talk really about the horror more than anything else in my life. So... All right, let's talk about The Lawnmower Man. Now, as we've discussed, this is not at all based on a Stephen King movie, uh, or a Stephen King screenplay or short story or anything. They actually stole his name to put it on here to sell this shitty movie. Ah, yes, it was Steve King. (laughs) As Parker would say, the good one. (laughs) Uh, You know. Anyway. Low bar to clear. Anyway, um, this is about, uh, well, I already used this called up in the beginning of the episode. Do you guys ever read Flowers for Algernon? <laughs> I don't listen to hip-hop. <laughs> it's, it's Flowers a, for Algernon, but get this, it's for gamers. <laughs> essentially, yes. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, yes, Pierce Brosnan, plays a nerdy scientist. Second build Pierce Brosnan. Second Pierce Brosnan the plays fucking him. nerve of this movie. <laughs> First of plays all. Him, uh, plays not, him. Not for the second billing thing, but to put that earring on him. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, what movie? It's okay to be jealous. Anyway, um, he plays a nerdy scientist who invents 
a VR brain chemical that can make you smarter. And he's been testing it on monkeys. Parker, I will give you the greatest gift in the world. You get to tell us about that opening scene with the monkey. <laughs> okay. So, I didn't know anything about this going. The only thing I knew, Pierce Brosnan, bad CGI. So, when the opening of this movie is a monkey in VR... And this monkey goes haywire. This monkey, who is riding on a giant space camp gyroscope, breaks free, grabs a gun with his little fucking laser tag helmet, and just starts dome-shotting security guards. <laughs> Honest to God, I have not laughed that hard in a long time. The fact, the fact that they injected it with the gorilla mindset. They, he took his alpha brain, he did self-talk, this it truly was the the grill mindset. <laughs> he just fucking a ram, a fucking T one thousand rampage through this facility, all by this monkey wearing a fucking Tron outfit with a laser tag helmet. So just <laughs> this is the point feet. where I knew this movie was gonna be good because the fact that the director managed to get the monkey to do all of this stuff is fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they had this monkey train of playing Quake 3 Arena. <laughs> How much better would oh, this no. movie have been if someone had Throw a Throw feces to fire grenade launcher. <laughs> now, to be fair, the movie came out in 1992. Um, actually, you guys want a piece of trivia that I bet even you don't know? There is actually a version of Lawnmower Man that I think is faithful to uh, the short story. 1987. Apparently it's a short film that's uh, an adaptation of it. We're not going to be talking about that. Pass. So when I talk about this, I'm I bet about... that short film doesn't have a trained monkey just fucking <laughs> making his way through a facility like Master Chief. <laughs> they inject him with monkey nucleosis and he just goes on a fucking rampage. Can you imagine this monkey at Blood Gulch? <laughs> hey, Chris... Hey, Chris, do you like FPS's yes. first primate shooters? <laughs> oh, that's how he escaped Blood Gold. He just took a banshee and it was just, boom, out of there. Chris, was this the same monkey from Ed? <laughs> I actually think it is. They were both chimps. Um, anyway. <laughs> same monkey from Ed. Fuck. So this monkey goes on a... We get, like, Terminator vision, like, thermal tracking and everything. Jump cut to Pierce Brosnan waking up like, Huh, that was fucked up. And for a moment, you're like... Was that a dream sequence? Did he, did he dream the monkey? Is he is he linked to the monkey? And before you get an answer, he just watches his neighbor just beat the shit out of his kid. You're like, oh... It's gonna be one of these movies. Huh? See, fucking bike was... in the driveway, you little pissant. So that's the part where I paused the movie. I was like, "Are we sure Stephen King didn't write this? You know, because that's a very Stephen King thing to include." There's a lot of very Stephen King features in this movie, oh, uh, such as me, zero black people. It's <laughs> a good point. No, he always has at least one to get killed. Anyway, um, think about I'm not. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna. Fuck yeah, I'm not. I'm moving past. Yeah. <laughs> Gives that kid five across the eyes. He's like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear what my monkey's doing? <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a 90s, Parker. It was a different time. So, <laughs> anyway, we also go to our leading man, Jeff 
Uh, Fahey, Fahey, do we... Uh... I'm going with Fahey. Fahey, Jeff Fahey. He does not deserve a Fahey. <laughs> Fahey, what is that? <laughs> Jeff Fahey is, uh, literally plays the lawnmower man. He's dressed as Simple Jack, and he has Trey Parker's hair from basketball. It is astonishing. Like, the first, like, five minutes of this movie, seeing Pierce Brosnan doing what he's doing with the monkey and VR shooters, I think to myself, wow, Pierce Brosnan went on from this to be James Bond? How did he ever get that role? Because he's, like, really overacting. And like god he's really trying to sell me on this movie it's okay you can just like say the lines and then jeff fahey it is so much fun for me watching this and seeing that one of these guys will go on to be james bond and the other will have bad quarterback takes on twitter <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> i don't know why you're attacking me like this <laughs> hey guys just clear i've unfollowed everyone uh i've never been racist i've never assaulted a woman i've never mowed lawns <laughs> <laughs> when fucking groundskeeper Willie shows up at this guy's house to be like, "Hey, come mow lawns for me." Oh my god, that's my, that's the best. He's like, he's just hiding in the shed. What was he doing in that shed? Probably what Beavis and Butthead were doing in Tom Anderson's shed. <laughs> also, apparently, the guy was already a mechanical genius because he was building his own lawnmower. Damn it, Pierce Brosnan! You are a world famous neuroscientist. Don't end a sentence with a preposition. <laughs> Oh my god, that was great. Also, uh, Pierce Brosnan's wife does not want to sleep with him. Uh, this, this is fucking science yeah. fiction and it's fine as folks. <laughs> That's how they call it science fiction, not science Although, <laughs> to be fair, his Brit teeth are on full display in this movie. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's you know. You oh, take man, the good with the bad. Really bad. Okay, I'll give the other guy some really droopy overalls to distract people from it. <laughs> oh, wait, Parker, remember in The Warriors, that, that one uh, roller skate band, or roller skate gang? <laughs> he looks like the guy with the overalls from the roller skate gang. God. Now, that's the deepest pull of my life. Holy shit, that's going on the, that's going on the highlights reel. <laughs> Slideshow, that's in it. Anyway... <laughs> I'm so ready for the clip show episode and we don't feel like recording. And it's just like four of these clips and then just something ripped from Ross and Rachel not being on a break. Uh, they you were should cut that so we can use that as an idea later. Oh, there we go. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the movie. So the monkey runs away and they... Does a monkey ever show up? No, in the director's cut, apparently a monkey shows up. So I, That the monkey gets that... fucking murked. I, I just yeah. spent $22 on the Blu-ray, so I will let you guys know when it comes in. Next Thank week's you. episode, The Lawnmower Man, again. Uh, Parker, are we saying no? I'm not saying no. Okay, anyway. Um... <laughs> fucking love this movie i'm sorry uh anyway the monkey doesn't show up so they're like okay we need a new test subject what about the lawnmower man uh he's <laughs> he just hears a lawnmower a buzz and he's like say that monkey got just like gunned down <laughs> like a robocop but you know what <laughs> the simple boy who mows the lawn <laughs> We'll the most unrealistic part of this vacation is Pierce Brosnan's monkey getting shot and him going in the next day and being like, why the fuck did you guys shoot my monkey? And the government agency being like, it's cool, man. Just take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand you shot my super chimp. Hey, why don't you spend a couple weeks at home? Uh, excuse me? 
I still say the most unrealistic part of this movie is a woman not wanting to sleep with Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> but it's fine. It's cool. The Anyways. government giving free vacation to one of its employees? Are you kidding me? Speaking as someone who has worked for the federal government, boy, dude, you do not know the half of it. Anyway. Um... Your chimp went rogue. Go sit this one out for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That monkey had the knock list in his ass. No, it is it is perfectly understandable that uh, simple Je- uh, Jeff Fahey is not good at these VR first-person shooters because this was released in 1992, which is a year before Doom came out. So he doesn't really have Also, they right. don't have controllers. Well, yeah, that too, but keyboard and mouse one. So anyway, all they had back then was uh, Wolfenstein 3D, which, by the way, doesn't really hold up. Anyway. No. Um, but, uh, you know, again, a year before, oh, you know, I keep saying a year before Doom, but here's a, here's a reference that actually Parker, I think you'll appreciate. This came out a year before Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2 has effects that are so much better. It feels like Godzilla Go came out three decades later. <laughs> exactly. It, it looks so much better. Uh, apparently, it took these people, like, there are eight minutes worth of these special effects in the movie. Oh, my God. I just realized. Is this the movie that Hank Hill was talking about when he says, I hear it's got <laughs> special effects? Is this what he thinks about? <laughs> Almost certainly. This is the one he saw, and he was like, I'm done with it. Only Westerns for me. <laughs> Only Charlton Heston movies. <laughs> anyway, this is the kind of movie like, I haven't had to think about this for a while because, like, just about every big name, like big budget movie, the CGI is going to look good at worst. You just imagine being Pierce Brosnan, you're on the set, like, you sure this is going to look good? <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, are are you sure? Like, I'm not going to look like a fucking dude. idiot up here, right? Yeah, man. Just go. All the right. PTSD he must have experienced when Die Another Day came out. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is some shit that like ruins movies for you for like a decade. All right, we'll add that in later. No, you won't. <laughs> no, no, you go get a monkey and you break him right fucking here. This ain't happening. <laughs> it's yeah. This is not a close your eyes and use your imagination kind of movie anymore. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he break. Oh, you know what we forgot to mention about the lawnmower man? He lives in a in a shack and he is cared for by a Catholic priest, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And th- yeah, what's up? We gotta talk there was about- nothing shady going on there, <laughs> right, Chris? Yeah, it's just a normal priest. Uh, this is just my adult ward who mows my lawns. Uh, there's, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, that Catholic priest really hates those tiny baby spiders because they're godless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did write that one down, but I might as well have because that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I mean, that just shows how, you know, kind and trusting and uh, forgiving the Catholic Church can be because he offers him what kind of punishment he thinks will help him learn best. So they're working together to solve a problem. Ah, uh, what a nice guy asking the 60 IQ groundskeeper <laughs> what uh, kind of punishment he wants. I, you don't get that from the Methodists. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that's the worst thing I've ever said. I'll probably have to go to confession for that. Anyway. Uh, um, we've got a lot of movie left. Speaking uh, of confession in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, we will. Uh, hopefully. If, if I go too fast, if I miss anything, just keep me honest here, okay? Anyway, uh, he starts training him in the art of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way for me to say it. He just sits him down in this VR thing. It's like, okay, match the shapes. And he so can't like, do that. <laughs> 
for real, is it the same kid in every early 90s movie, or do they just all have the same haircut? Uh, well, no. They this could kid... not afford Jonathan Taylor Thomas because of the CGI. Well, thank goodness they also could not afford uh, Edward, Edward Furlong, because this kid is better than Edward Furlong. I wow. thought this was uh, the kid from Last Action Hero, and then I was like, No, actually, I think this kid's a bit... (laughs) So here's the thing about performances in this movie. Every single person is playing it over the top, including and especially this kid, who's just so happy to have his own Lenny to run around crushing puppy skulls. (laughs) 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 The The kid is happy and enthusiastic in every single scene, except for the ones where he's getting five across the face, but still. Yeah, he's not super psyched to be just knocked the fuck out yeah. to get world-starred by his dad on the driveway. If all you have to do to have your kid happy all the time is just not beat the shit out of them, then maybe kid having isn't so bad. Yeah, well, okay. We'll keep that Just one kidding. <laughs> I almost had us there for a second. Uh, anyway, uh, the kids uh, really... I'm here to tell you that uh, not being beat and just being left to play video games all day does not make your brain better, folks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can also I can also say that I played Tekken 2 as a child against an exceptional individual. Sorry, Henry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just fucking name drops. <laughs> Not someone, that's my brother. <laughs> It's just it's just fucked up that you would just like you're assuming that all retards lose at video games when our good friend Josh, the Super Smash Brothers champion. <laughs> anyway, uh, so back to the movie. He's like, "Hey, Simple Jack, get up on the Sibby, and I'm gonna teach you how to game." He's like, "All right." <laughs> Put on this Tron suit and this big stupid helmet. This is very much of, of, of several movies meet each other. This is Tron meets Jaws. Not sorry, meets yeah, Deep Blue Sea meets Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> no, not Jaws. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> oh, it is a big difference. Yes, the better shark movie. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> One of them has LL Cool J, the other does not. So, exactly. Therefore, QED. Uh, We're gonna need a bigger brain. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, I found the episode description. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this entire movie is just like the galaxy brain meme. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeff Fahey gets much, much better at playing video games. <laughs> he becomes extremely online. <laughs> Small brain, mowing the hot lady's lawn. Medium brain, making eyes with the hot lady. Big brain, fucking the hot lady in her house. Galaxy brain, four in virtual reality. <laughs> Become the internet. <laughs> Universe brain, melting her brain. <laughs> He he fuck yeah, I'm not trying to get out of work, but he just looks at her and says, I can read your mind. I know all your fantasies. They go into virtual reality. He grows tentacles and eats her. No, we'll, we'll get back to that this in a second. This is the best part of the movie as far as I'm concerned. No, we, we, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. First of all, he becomes <laughs> relatively smart. He uh, evolves from, uh, from Trey Parker in basketball to become... Blonde Michael Keaton. Uh, that haircut with his fucking Val Kilmer head is uh, upsetting. The fucking like, scene when his brain has leveled up and he gets into the fight with the preacher in his little like cuck hut. 
<laughs> All I could think at the end of when he's yelling about wanting to cash his own paychecks and wear cowboy boots is, yeah, well, I hung out with Vicky, and she showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> he's going to have comic books in his hut. He just became a gamer. <laughs> I like this movie where he plays video games and all of a sudden he's attractive to women. <laughs> yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> they're, he they're plays just... video games. He never gets mad and says the gamer word. Like it's just it's. Oh, don't worry, Alex. The heated gaming moments come later. Oh, in the yeah. film. <laughs> heated, literally. There was just a, just a study that came out that says men are too busy playing video games to have sex with women. So one Present. person was polled. <laughs> <laughs> How is Joel at Dota these days? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what does he think of Matthew McConaughey's performance? <laughs> That's not funny. We're not all like that. <laughs> Some of us play saxophone instead of clarinet. <laughs> oh my god. Someone put Squidward's head on that bad picture. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> RWA, are you awake right now? <laughs> anyway. Um... So he he gets really good and uh, goes up and hits with that woman hits on that woman at a gas station. Um, you think I, he bought her a lottery ticket? <laughs> maybe she'll Keep get lucky. She maybe he'll get lucky. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, he will. He can read her thoughts and and she looks at him, sees a man mowing her lawn, which is one of the least sexiest things a man can do, and it's like, I really want to bone down. So uh, <laughs> they decide that they will and. <laughs> I'm sorry. Parker and I had been texting about it the entire time. He essentially <laughs> he gives her the autism too. He vaccinates her with his cybercock. <laughs> like the CGI is bad to the point where you can't tell what's going on. But that's definitely come. Like he's just shooting hot ropes of cyber jizzard. <laughs> That's the best thing. It's like they're they're fucking a lot in the real life, and he's like, "I know your deepest fantasy," and she's like, "More sex," because that's her entire character. This movie might be mildly sexist. Just saying. Anyway, nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, he's like, "Come with me to my cyber fantasy. Get dressed up in this trod suit. It's gonna be really cool." And for the whole time, she's just like, "Okay." Which I think is the most realistic portrayal I think I've seen in the entire movie. <laughs> and she, they have. Cyber fluid sex. <laughs> Get up on this gyroscope so I can rock your world. <laughs> anyway, uh, it gets to be a little no, too much. Actually, for... you want my penis over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to it gets to be a little bit much for her, and her brain melts, and he gets really upset about it. And then, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> he just he fucking eats her in cyberspace. <laughs> As one does. I mean, that's you have your fantasies. I have mine. <laughs> All this movie needed was one scene where she was like, you know, ogling him as he's mowing the lawn and goes, "Wow, I wish he would turn into like a giant tentacle monster and eat me." And then this would all be in logic. Like, it's fine. She's one of the reply guys that just posts on every single woman's profile. Oh my god, please eat me, queen. <laughs> oh my god, Jenny. <laughs> Do you think he wanted to upload himself to the internet just to be the ultimate reply guy? <laughs> like Donald Trump tweets and forced Tory Mary loves is just a wall of Sir resign. Like, oh my god, do you think when he, account, when sir. he re- sir? Sir? Respectfully. Sir, you have been compromised, sir. Sir, Delete hand your the at POTUS handle back to Barack Obama. It is his and his alone. <laughs> 
This is a strike one, sir, and you and I both know what happens when you get to strike three. <laughs> Do you think when he read her mind that she was saying, sorry, I was caught crumping at your uncle's funeral? <laughs> <laughs> that said, strike one and welcome to the club. <laughs> welcome to the This prison. is Job, my go-to on vibes. <laughs> oh my god. So, oh god, this fucking movie. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Our, our favorite member of the Bluth family is uh, getting more and more powerful as time goes on. Um, Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you put it on the tee for me, eventually I'm going to hit one. Uh, he uh, he puts on the Tron suit and is going out IRL in it, which is not what his... No, we, like, just... Oh, I miss him. Just put a pin on this. Like, 45 minutes into this movie... He could just move shit with his mind. Oh, yeah. It cuts to a scene where the lawnmower is just moving on its own. Which, by the way, we have more or less seen. Uh, did, was that not like a direct scene from, um, of all movies, uh, uh, Maximum Overdrive? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my that God. was the most Stephen King-ass part of this movie. Like, uh, apologies to the real Stephen King. But... <laughs> Steve uh, King. Up there in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> so like this movie's the reason that the predators wanted to take the exceptional individual right <laughs> this is a lawnmower man right, that's five the fiercest warrior <laughs> can move on we just put lawnmower man on the record on the side of like voyager 17 and that's the one they found like oh fuck <laughs> that's the one <laughs> found this one he was like oh my god this is this is the answer <laughs> he's not only their greatest oh warrior god. he'll be our greatest warrior too we must drain his spinal fluid before he can merge into the internet <laughs> <laughs> we need his spinal fluid for our floppy disks so him moving stuff around with his mind i the first thing he decides to move is a fucking lawnmower <laughs> it's like oh wow i could do this Time to mow this lady's lawn while she sleeps <laughs> off a good fuck it. Somewhere Forrest Gump smiles serenely to himself. <laughs> anyway, um, so again, he is putting on the Tron suit and just walking around outside with it. And then things get a little bit hazy. I, th- I think uh, I may have missed some things. Parker, do you remember exactly what happens? Uh, nothing happens for a while. Then he takes and the shithead then... kid to the diner. Yeah. <laughs> And then a murder spree happens. Boy, does it. Oh, yeah, some some terrible thing. I'm sorry, there's a lot of really stupid shit. I just looked up the plot. Um, so, yeah, so, Parker, on the subject of that murder spree, that douchebag kid's dad beats the shit out of him and then goes downstairs to watch wrestling. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just likes spirited competition. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? But if, but seriously, you should watch Big kid, Fish solely to be able to give a Stone Cold Stunner to someone. <laughs> I just like to imagine it. like he beat the shit out of his kid and then went downstairs and watched Andre the Giant sit on somebody. <laughs> he can't get up because he's too fair large. Fights. <laughs> okay, so at some point, a bully named Jake is put into a catatonic state by a mental lawnmower man continually mowing Did his you brain. miss the Funny. part where he put mental lawnmowers in the guy from the gas station's brain? Yeah, I think I think I ran over that part. Uh, sorry about that. I... Now, here's the question. 
Did he make him exceptional individual with his mind powers? He sure did. That's, that's not a question. That's okay. that is canon. Because <laughs> I felt like that's what the movie was saying, but I felt it was also a chance of my heart just wanted that well, so badly. Look, we got a close up of inside of his brain where there were lawnmower <laughs> blades turning, and then we went back to the real world where his sunglasses were off and he was sitting on the ground unable to form words. So yes. Yeah, I, I think that's his giant head had lawnmower blades in his mouth and he ate his brain. Now, at some point, the lawnmower. Five stars. The lawnmower does burst into the house like fucking. Oh my god, like the fucking Kool Aid. <laughs> I was gonna say like Goldberg and Santa Slay, but okay. This big fucking lawnmower just burst through the wall while this dad's watching wrestling. <laughs> I think Holy that's your trailer right shit. there. Uh, Can you imagine yeah. this just the entire scene of him going downstairs, cracking open a beer, Hulk Hogan is on screen, and then. And then the freeze frame right before it runs him over. The lawnmower man in theaters. The lawnmower now. enters the room, and Jeff Fahey walks in wearing the strong suit. <laughs> and then the cred, like. No, I mean, and then one of the wrestlers points at him from the TV and says, You're gonna die. <laughs> it sure does. Oh my god, this might be my favorite movie of all time. It's um, <laughs> so fucking good. Anyway, uh, these are at least three people he's murdered. He also burned the Catholic priest alive, but... uh, He sure did. However, Joan of Arc also got burned alive. She became a saint, so ultimately that guy wins. He fucking used his Millennium Puzzle to mind (laughs) melt him. (laughs) It rules that he shows up and he's like, he's like, oh my god, that's the devil. I have to atone for all my sins. And just immediately cops to molesting people. Okay, good. So I I thought I heard that. That, I I had the subtitles on, so I did not miss that. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's the point where he just uses my parts to make all the... all the police say that they don't want to sell death sticks anymore. They want to go home and rethink their you lives. You know, actually, Spark Biden, <laughs> those girls were like, hey, come please smell my hair. Touch me. It's not just my hair smells so maybe. good. Aha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I know your darkest secrets. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Joe Biden going online? <laughs> oh, Jesus, we wept. Oh, man. Wait, what does Control V do? <laughs> Biden, you can't use incognito mode on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he tries. But how am I supposed to get this intel on my opponent, Beto? <laughs> he, he tries. He tries to put lawnmowers in Beto O'Rourke's head, but it's just a desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is those go on the ground. He can kick flip over the top, and then what are you gonna do? <laughs> See, you, you said that, and I just crash. imagine the fucking spaceballs guys combing the desert. <laughs> Man, that movie does not hold up, but that's no, a real good scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I we ain't like found shit. Yeah, that's a real good scene. Anyway, uh, let me read the next sentence of the uh, of the summary and see if this gets us on the right path. You guys cool with that? Okay. Absolutely. Joe believes his final stage of evolution is to become pure energy in the VSI uh-huh. computer mainframe, and from there reach into all the systems of the world. You guys ever read "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream"? <laughs> <laughs> Now, is this the part where his giant orange head just appears and starts shooting people with lasers? No, this is no, before no. that. Yeah, this, this is, is, uh, this that, is when we... he ties Pierce Brosnan up in his own basement and then turns those guys into the goofballs on his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's going, we're going to call this one, I have no girth and I must game. Anyway. <laughs> he, promises, home. he promises his birth will be signaled by every telephone on the planet ringing simultaneously. <laughs> Who wrote the script? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Come on. Uh, now, this is when he begins. So this yeah. movie predicted smartphones, right? 
Oh, yes. yeah. Like, the internet wasn't a thing yet. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is it going to be? I, I, he does, in fact, turn several of the armed security guards into literal goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> By He's going to get the goofballs. <laughs> and Kill looks at this in disgust, like, oh, hopped up on Goofenthal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he uses the lab equipment to enter the mainframe computer, abandoning his body to become a completely virtual being, leaving his body behind like a husk. So, Alex, I talked to Parker about this, and it's weird that he became essentially a wizard and having sex at the same time. Again, science fiction, not science fact. <laughs> My favorite part of this is when Pierce Brosnan runs into the lab, sees him with his dumbass helmet on inside the gyroscope, takes it off, and his head just fucking falls off. That fucking mannequin head falling to the floor. That was a real pause the movie moment for me. That was... And Pierce Brosnan's response to this being, oh fuck, let me also go into the internet. He just, he takes the helmet off, his body turns to dust, he's like, oh shit, he's in the internet, I gotta get it. <laughs> he's already set bombs to blow up all the computers, he's already hacked this guy's way out of getting out of the internet, or so he thinks. And yet he also is like, no, I can save this guy whose head just turned to ash in my arms. Let me go run around and see the what's internet. going on. <laughs> so we've established that Job is incredibly smart. He can listen to a, a snatch of music and just learn everything about the genre. He learned Latin in two hours. Now, I figured the only way to defeat a super genius like that is to ask him an impossible question. It's like, can, is there a machine that can replicate itself infinitely or something like that? Or, or you is know, the dress what, <laughs> what are you going to do when I put two running backs and two wide receivers on the field? <laughs> Thank you. That was, that was I got good. you, buddy. <laughs> oh, look at that. Todd Gurley on her bench. Now what you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? Ready for fat CJ Anderson? Ready for this little piggy to oink up some yards? Yeah. You didn't see that coming, did you, Billy boy? <laughs> anyway, um... There is, in fact, a computer virus in this. Also, we, we forgot to mention... They say new tropics throughout the third act of this movie. We cannot skip past his giant floating head. Oh, that's because it's the yeah. funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because it looks exactly <laughs> like the Moses head from South Park. It does. <laughs> I require popcorn necklaces. <laughs> I was fucking crying with laughter. <laughs> You got a big ass fucking head. All I can think about is that is both of the drill tweets. The one that says uh, you make a pentagram that says rooted illegal to my giant spinning 3D head comes out and begs for treats. <laughs> and the other one that just says my giant spinning 3D head comes out of a dumpster and says, yeah, I'm alive, baby. <laughs> Jacks, his mind is one with the internet, and he's just a floating head going, Meh, and summoning hordes of CGI bees. I forgot about the CGI bees. They're overwhelmed by CGI, and they're trying to shoot them. They're just trying to get their honey back, man. <laughs> they have to, yeah, they have to reclaim the, the honey for the rights of the workers. Unfortunately, they murder those Rinnikoffs, and that throws a huge hole in their court case. 
<laughs> we John were Goodman under the has some of smoke, guys. <laughs> I can't believe we found a way to work this into B movie. Anyway, really, I say I say he's in the neural network. <laughs> boy, I said boy. You better come down for that dang mainframe, boy. I'm just a simple country lawyer. Done nothing, no, no modems or doodads or doing But that head just fell off. Are you now, or have you ever been a forums mod? <laughs> uh, I'm looking through your history here. You are not from this country, and I found multiple posts of you summoning all of your friends together for one big birthday party. <laughs> Do you, you, or do you not, believe that Patrick Mahomes is a top 25 quarterback in the court? Are you guys suggesting that lawyer John Goodman was on Angel Fire? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have found the B Zanga page. (laughs) Oh, man. Imagine if this movie came out post Twitter. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell, imagine if they made this movie today. What would it look like? The same thing. Anyway, it's the exact same. Yeah, movie. It's, it's, it's the same. Anyway, um, so and when my summoning will be with the sound of millions of feet pigs posted worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there would be at least one dude fucking around as a mushroom. <laughs> I have become one with the internet. You will know know the internet is mine when Adriel Donald Trump deletes his account. (laughs) I have become one. I am pure energy. Drag me, King. (laughs) Just know the the movie would end with like the stereotypical like computer shutdown screen. Then then the like camera turns around. It's just Kim.com sitting in a chair. (laughs) D A E wish a person of color took over the internet instead. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Job, you're a monster. Come back to your senses. That's the T. <laughs> oh. Fat black queer activist is the new lead of the lawnmower man. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so anyway... This is the climax. Uh, he is now inside the network. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Dr. Angelo, Pierce Brosnan, decides to go inside as well. He traps him in there with a bunch of uh, a bunch of Brazzers pop-ups there to trap him in. <laughs> you can't pass this pop-up until you come. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> A bunch of t- how to become one with the internet, JOI. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, big brother? Mom and dad won't be home for a while. Want to become pure energy? <laughs> hey, baby, it's what's up? Are you using you- cheat codes all by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. <laughs> It's 1992, so it's just a constant barrage of fucking bonsai buddies. The monkey should have come back as a giant purple gorilla pop-up just shooting him in the face. Oh my god. It's Magilla Gorilla, but with a BFG 9000. 
Anyway, uh, as oh Job... Yourself. That's fucking funny. As Job searches for an encrypted network connection, Dr. Angelo primes bombs to destroy the building, feeling responsible for... What's it? You're just reading Wikipedia oh, now? I think I have Look, to, yeah. Feeling responsible we just for watched this movie. I know, but still. Feeling responsible for what has happened to Job, Angelo then joins him in virtual reality to try to reason with him. This is like... Every single scene in this movie is my favorite scene in the movie, but this scene in particular is just where they stop trying on the facial animation. I'm going to use logic to get him out of the internet, guys. <laughs> it's The animation in this is so fucking funny. <laughs> guys, he's about to find his way in. The building is lined with explosives. The timer's going off. Right, let me put on my Tron suit real quick here. <laughs> let me uh, honker into the gyroscope. <laughs> So, I'm not saying this is going to be my new uh, Halloween costume, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this, after all this, he's like, hey, Job, that kid's in here, too. He's like, oh, fuck, you gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get back to that scene in a second. Oh, my God. Parker, did you go to, like, the letterbox page? It's just Pierce Brosnan and Jeff Fahey next to each other in, uh, in Tron suits. <laughs> 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 so it gets better Job overpowers uh, Pierce Brosnan and crucifies him <laughs> you get it <laughs> so Simple Jack becomes Cyber Christ <laughs> well I guess Cyber punches Pilot um, anyway shut up <laughs> yeah, Lent oh, now so god damn you Cyber <laughs> <laughs> if only he had a popcorn necklace I swear <laughs> Joey Pants is right. <laughs> More macaroni pictures. <laughs> anyway, um, so they all get up in a big cyber fight. Again, he's trapped by all of these porn pop-ups. And uh, Pierce Brosnan is able to leave before the uh, before the bombs go off. And it's a pretty decent explosion. And then, uh, Alex, I have to say, you are 100% right. Uh, this has a coherent, given the circumstances, ending. Um... Uh, it's Dr. Angela decides to get with that little kid's mom. Uh, who knows why? Uh, it's just, just, we just have to do it. Um, then the telephone rings. So and if then another Stephen one. King actually wrote this movie, it would end with the explosion going off and immediately the screen fading to black and a continue screen with a countdown coming up. <laughs> and you fucking know that's true. Oh, it'd be like an insert coin to continue or something like that. <laughs> it's just you so weird that this movie tries time. to have it both ways where, like, you see him go, oh, cool, a way out. And then they tease, like, oh, wow, we blew up. That's fucked up. And then the phone rings. <laughs> you showed us. The fucking nerve of this movie to have a sequel tease. <laughs> I, like, I mean, it's not even like a... I, I don't even think it's like a sequel tease. I actually think this is a really good ending. I think that's like it's it kind of reminds me of the Halloween three ending, you know? Oh man, cross those movies over. Yeah. <laughs> Put Tom Atkins in the internet, see what the fuck happens. Same except Stacy Nelkin. Oh anyway, slideshow. I'm pretty She's sure in. you can already find her in the internet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's only one way to find out. Let's see. Oh, sorry, we're Might have already looked, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um yeah, so the thing I like about this ending more than Halloween 3 is that it makes clear exactly this is the end of the world. It's almost like, I'd say this is a better ending than Cabin in the Woods, you know? It told us what was going to happen, and then effectively it did happen, even though we didn't sort of expect it. I, it's a pretty good way to set but up an Chris, ending, and that's why Stephen King's upset. if it's the end of the world, then how is there a sequel? Well, Park oh, Body better than anyone else. <laughs> what if I told you the sequel starts by playing like the last five minutes of this movie? 
and then ignores the last five minutes of this movie anyways. <laughs> the entire movie is him trying to become one with the internet, despite <laughs> them showing it happening and him very much not having a body anymore. <laughs> it's... What if I told you they recast literally everyone except the little kid? <laughs> Jesus. Our favorite part. It is when did a, aggressively not good. When did the sequel come out? 96? Yeah. Huh. Four long years. Who was clamoring for a sequel to this dog shit movie? Me. As soon as it ended, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Give me more. And then I started the sequel. You know, the worst part is, is the... Is the uh, <laughs> The poster's actually pretty good for Lawnmower 2. <laughs> but uh, the the tagline is, God made him simple, science made him a god, which was the first one. But now it says, now he wants revenge. Just take oh. all the fun out of it, really. Cool. Also subtitled Job's War. Never mind, I'm in. <laughs> oh, there are no lawnmowers in that movie. What? Zero stars. Oh, never mind. Uh, you know, okay, so I actually do have a very, very hot take about the uh, first Lawnmower Man. Well, just call it the only lawnmower man, as far as I'm concerned. This is not a good, bad movie. This is just a good movie that has aged in a very, very uh, funny way. I think there's a lot of things I really like about this. Again, I really like the ending. I actually like some of the ideas that they put forth. Um, some of the, some of the stuff in here is just kind of interesting to me. The idea that you can't you can't really become this computer sort of thing. You always have this human attachment, and for him, his human attachment is uh, the little boy, his only friend. You know, I, I don't know. There were some things that made me think. I I wouldn't go so far as to call this a bad movie, but the emphasis I on would. here it, that's I think that's fair. I think a lot of people would disagree with me on this. That's why my take is so burning hot here. But boy, there's there's a lot that I genuinely like about this. But the, there's some stuff that I can't help but really like about this. <laughs> yeah, it's endearing. It's very endearing. <laughs> yeah. You guys think he a stopped lot. all the downloading? he wouldn't download a person's brain would you instead he uploaded his own brain so (laughs) so maybe he uses linux (laughs) oh so he's a libertarian i i mean if you look at this guy he's hanging out well that explains why there's a sequel because even if he took over the internet he wouldn't control anybody's ability to do anything (laughs) (laughs) where we're going we don't need government funded roads (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway uh that's like the fourth libertarian joke we've made. <laughs> they're such easy targets i it, it really is yeah uh boy he's one with the internet so now we can just keep posting look i hate nazis as much as everyone else but no yes <laughs> you know i am passionate about hating nazis <laughs> but anyway but. anyway uh <laughs> Here's some breaking news for you. This did turn a profit. I mean, they made a sequel. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm sure this cleaned up on home video. Well, they just got I $22 mean, out of me. King's name on it. <laughs> you know, Oops. It'll get you that first month, and then you know you got to pay all that back. Yeah. Uh, God, that is so funny to me. That here's here's something for you. The eight minutes of computer generated effects took seven people eight months to complete on a budget of five hundred thousand dollars. And that's nineteen ninety two five. That's like four million dollars. The trivia is so powerful. It was discovered through FBI tapes that this was former Waco cult leader David Koresh's favorite movie. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Mostly the fact that he wasn't around for meme review. 
Oh my oh, god. Thanks a lot, Janet Reno. Tickle the fun out of the world. <laughs> Which cult leaders do you want to see on Meme Review? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine Alex Jones and Elon Musk sitting down on a podcast just hashing things out? That probably exists. It's called Joe Rogan's oh. feed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drink a de Kool Aid. I ate that at 10 for this meme. Ah, oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> It's so cool that all these fucking, like, people in their 30s have to pretend this dude making videos for 15-year-olds. Like, actually, he's really funny. We should support him. (laughs) (laughs) The internet sucks. Burn it all down. Job was right. (laughs) Let him be in control. He became the internet. I love it so much. So, uh, I guess, any final thoughts on the greatest movie ever made? (laughs) I did not expect to Rich Evans laugh for 100 minutes straight. I'll be honest with you. Like, if you can find a movie with a better opening, by all means, feel free to send it to me. <laughs> I, d- I just wish there were more monkeys. Like, this is a good point. Yeah. After seeing Ed, is that, like, I it has wish there nothing were to do with this movie about cyberspace and a guy with a lawnmower as a cold open with a monkey. It's never. The only time I was like, "Hey, let's have that monkey kill those people." That's fucked up. Alright, put that in that dude's brain. And then they just do it. And that's it. I mean, wouldn't you? No. <laughs> Fucking love this movie so we much. We put it in a primate, and it's, it somehow broke out of... <laughs> grabbed a gun, and hunted us down for sport. Alright, let's put it in a human. <laughs> Surely no. he's not gonna fling feces at us, at least. <laughs> oh. I mean, we might be dead, but at least there's no poop clean up. Well, man... Oh. I'm just gonna chill at home. <laughs> anyway, uh, I highly recommend. God damn it, you dumbass kid! Why'd you leave this monkey in the driveway? <laughs> I highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. Uh, you guys? No, oh, I've... this movie sucks. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's Watch fucking it. awful. <laughs> no, that's why I'm recommending it. I I think this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. If this were 20 minutes shorter, I could recommend it. But God, it drags. Oh, does it? It drags I'm so sorry. much. I, yeah, the middle's kind of rough. But the, I don't know. The, the beginning, other than the monkey part, is also really rough. I, I don't know. I, watching a mentally handicapped it, person get bullied. Until the retard becomes Pickle Rick. Like, it's just not fun. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I, I thought it was great the entire way through. I was, again, this was Rich Evans' laugh the whole way through. Until the retard becomes Pickle Rick. You're welcome. <laughs> those, those are the words you just said. To oh, that's seven and eight. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Everybody I, else out there bet the over. I'll just have a, like a little bicycle uh, ding every single time. Anyway. <laughs> the sound of a lawnmower revving up <laughs> aggressively loud. No, it's the sound of a lawnmower it's with the a sound of a chip screeching. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Every time someone says retard, a chimp just screeches over everything. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. <laughs> we can keep that going forward. <laughs> I be a good running joke. Hey, what's that monkey thing for? Oh, don't worry about it. I might. I actually might just leave it in. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you keep playing that monkey screech? Oh, it's called job insurance. Don't worry about it. Job insurance. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got him.
<laughs> Damn it. Well, um, what are we doing next week? It's a very good question. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. Um, oh boy. Um, uh, I mean, I can pick if you want me to pick. Uh, I I've got something. Maybe I don't know if you guys have seen it. The The Foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. It's fine. Oh. It's not as fun as you think it would be. Uh-huh. It's a great movie to see with anyone's dad. Huh. Uh, like, I, th- this was my pitch because uh, Dan was looking for a movie to watch with his dad, like, right after that came out, like, a couple weeks afterwards last year. And I was like, any dad will love this movie. Like, it's... And it's not because, you know, they make a bunch of insensitive jokes. It's just... There's a lot <laughs> of Pierce Brosnan and way less Jackie Chan than you think. I heard, I heard there's a lot of uh, Chinaman jokes in there. No, there's not that many. No. Oh, oh, okay. <sighs> Maybe a lot for like 2017, but it's it's. Eh. Look, my vote's always gonna be for Rambo three, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could do that, uh, Parker. You done? The brave soldier. <laughs> the brave Mujahid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, join us next week for um, <sighs> Rambo three.
Sis. That's all, folks.